There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you for tuning in to the first podcast of our second year of podcasting. How we rejoice that the Lord has allowed us to be on the internet once again, and we're thankful for each one of you that tune in. Now, we've had some feedback on the messages. We've had many folks have contacted us over the last year, some just the last couple of days, and they've thanked us for the podcast, and we certainly appreciate that. It helps us understand people indeed are listening. Uh, There are folks that say they've received help from the Lord. Pastor friend of mine, he says the podcast is just as much for me as it is for others. As I study and labor in the Word of God, and I'll tell you this, having three children, it's very difficult to find time to study. But when you have to preach and you got 15 minutes, you got to fill. And sometimes it's 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. The other night it was 10 o'clock at night. I got home, told my wife. I said, we get children in bed after church. I've got to record a podcast. And I wasn't totally prepared, so I sat down with the Word of God and got some things together. You can probably tell listening to it and threw some things together according to the Scriptures. But that's also with 25 years of study, 25 years of knowledge, walking with the Lord, and uh, began to preach. And then, of course, the Lord gave us an exhortation yesterday and didn't have to study too hard for that one. But now today we're back in the scriptures. And so I hope it's a help. It's been a help to me. And we are in Psalm 119. We're beginning at verse 65, which is the start of death. And he said, Thou hast dealt well with thy servant, O Lord, according unto thy word. Now, it's interesting. He makes this little statement in there. And I've looked at many of the words and phrases throughout Psalm 119 so far. And I've kind of glossed over this one, not deliberately, but now we're at a place where I need to look at this a little bit more. And it's that expression of thy servant. Now, what we've done so far last year in Psalm 119, especially, we used other Psalms or especially Psalm 119. So many of those phrases, expressions, words are found continually in Psalm 119. And this one is no exception. And so I want to look at the place where it says, thy servant, O Lord. And I want to look at what is a servant of the Lord. Most of us that listen, we consider ourselves servants of the Lord, but what truly is a servant? And I'm going to start by saying simply this in the Lord Jesus Christ, Philippians 2 and 7, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Now, verse 8 tells us what a servant is. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. That's what a servant must do. He must first humble himself. There's no servitude without humility. God resisteth the proud, but he giveth grace unto the humble. And if you want to be a servant of God, you have to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And became obedient unto death. Now that obedience is key. I don't know if you need to be obedient unto death, but you do need to die daily. And that doesn't mean you go out there and and kill yourself. No, it just means you die to your wants, you die to the flesh, you die to what you desire, and you die daily to become obedient unto death 
and in the case of Jesus Christ, even the death of the cross. And then because he was a servant, because he was found that fashioned as a servant, then the Lord, in verse 9, he said, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name. Now, what is that name? It's the name of Jesus. Amen. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Glory to God. And so that's the servant, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is that picture of servitude. He tells us how to be a servant. And if you want to be a servant, you're going to have to be, be humble. You have to be a servant. You're going to have to want to die to self. Psalm 19, and again, we closed out yesterday with Psalm 19. We're going to go back there again because we see servitude in Psalm 19 and verse 10. More to be desired are they than gold, Yea, than much fine gold, it's sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. So we know that the servant is warned by the precepts of God, the commandments of God, the law of the Lord. Psalm 69 and verse 17, And hide not thy face from thy servant, for I am in trouble. Hear me speedily. Then he says, draw nigh unto my soul and redeem it. Deliver me because of mine ex-enemies. Thou hast known my reproach and my shame and my dishonor. Mine adversaries are all before thee. Now we see there in verse 17 of Psalm 69, when he says, hide not thy face from thy servant, we know that's messianic. It's speaking of Jesus Christ. It is testifying, prophesying of that which is to come And by the Spirit of Christ, it is speaking of Jesus Christ when he says, Hide not thy face from thy servant. Now, Psalm 86, and there's a couple of verses here, verse 2, he says, Preserve my soul, for I am holy. O thou my God, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. Rejoice the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Then he goes on in verse 16 of that same passage. Oh, turn unto me and have mercy upon me. Give thy strength unto thy servant and save the son of thine handmaid. Now, that would be an unusual passage if it wasn't corresponding with Psalm 116 and verse 16. Oh, Lord, truly I am thy servant. I am thy servant and the son of thine handmaid, thou hast loosed my bonds. Now, we know Psalm 116 is Jesus Christ. We know we have in the same spirit of faith. I believe, therefore, have I spoken, Psalm 116, prophesying of Jesus Christ. That is the faith of Jesus Christ. But he said again there, two times now in Psalms, he said, I am thy servant, the son of thy handmaid. Now, who is the handmaiden of the Lord? It's that fair one. It's that virgin. It is Mary. She's more than just a young woman. She is a handmaid of the Lord. She herself is a servant of the Lord. She is highly favored. God found favor with Mary as his servant. And because she was a virgin, she met the qualifications. And she was the handmaid of the Lord. She was the mother of Jesus Christ, according to the flesh. We know that when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman. And so we know that he is the son of Mary, the handmaid of God, also a servant of God. 
Psalm 102 and verse 28. The children of thy servants shall continue, and their seed shall be established before thee. Now, we've gone through other psalms of that little expression, just that tiny little phrase, thy servant. But now I want to look at that servant just in Psalm 119. Because just like the commandments, the precepts, the statutes, the the judgments of God, the ways, the testimonies, just like all of those things, that phrase, thy servant, is used many times in this passage. Psalm 119 and verse 17. Deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live and keep thy word. Verse 23. Princes also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant did meditate in thy statutes. So if you want to understand servitude, look at the servant in Psalm 119. He's given you the characteristics of what a servant is by his humility, by his lack of defending himself, that's his meekness, but then also not only in the humility, but then being obedient even unto death. Verse 38, establish thy word unto thy servant who is devoted to thy fear. Verse 49, Remember the word unto thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope. Verse 65, we just read, thou hast dealt well with thy servant, O Lord, according unto thy word. Verse 76, let I pray thee thy merciful kindness be for my comfort according to thy word unto thy servant. So who does he give comfort to? He gives comfort to his servant. Why? He's humbled himself. He's been obedient. He's willing to die. And he finds comfort in his servitude. He finds comfort serving his master. There is safety and a protection at the side of the master you don't find anywhere else. In verse 84, how many of the days of thy servant, when wilt thou excuse judgment on them that persecute me? In verse 91 of Psalm 119, they continue this day according to thine ordinances, for all are thy servants. Who's that? Verse 90, the faithfulness as into all generations, thou hast established the earth and it abideth. They continue this day according to thine ordinances. So again, the word of God, God's word is for his servant. It's for those that obey him. It's for those that desire him. It's for those that are willing to humble themselves under his mighty hand. Verse 122, be surety for thy servant for good. Let not the proud oppress me. In verse 124, deal with thy servant according unto thy mercy and teach me thy statutes. In verse 125, I am thy servant. Give me understanding that I may know thy testimonies. So again, how do you know his testimonies? Because you've died. You're not willing to serve yourself. You're not in this for you. You're in this for him. You're his servant, not your own. You've been bought with a price, not a corruptible thing such as silver and gold. No, you've been bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Servitude. Verse 135 of Psalm 119, make thy face to shine upon thy servant and teach me thy statutes. Do you see the theme that's running through here? Servitude. To be a servant is to know him. To be a servant to is to know his desires. To be a servant is to know his wants. To be a servant is to know his word. That's what a servant does. It's interesting. I was watching a thing many years ago on butlers and 
There's still a Butler Academy in London. The Butlers are very highly sought after. But the reason most don't want to do that is because they have interest in lives and they want to find their own way in life. And they don't want to do what it takes to be a butler. But yet most can retire by the age of 50 or 55 if they're so inclined. But when you live the life of a butler, you live a good life. Because when you're a butler, you serve, but you serve usually in millionaires' homes. Uh, you eat at the finest dining. You have the finest cars to drive. They don't belong to you, but you drive them for your master. And yet you give of yourself whatever his desires are, and that's why servitude is so far gone today. It's why you can't find butlers. You can't find mates. Companies can't find employees. And by the way, an employee is a servant of that company. Whatever that boss needs, then that boss ought to receive. And that's something I wish I had have been taught early in my Christian life. That's one of those things I was taught really by other saints, complain about your wages and complain about all of these things contrary to Scripture and, and you know, always looking for a better job and looking for more money and not being content with your wages. I wish I'd learned that earlier on in life. Verse 140, he said, Thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. And then in verse 176, I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. There's someone here that listen that have spoken to me about this matter. They feel like God has separated himself from them. God is distant from them. Why don't you pray that prayer? It wouldn't be wrong to pray that prayer. And let God seek you, his servant. If you want to serve, humble yourself. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that God can seek you out, that God will search you out. We see the servant in Psalm 119. We saw Abraham was a servant of the Most High God. Lot was a servant. He told the Lord, he was, I am thy servant. Isaac was called the servant of the Lord. Jacob, he referred to himself as thy servant. Samuel, let thy servant. Moses was thy servant. David, multiple times, even in the New Testament, he's called thy servant. Paul was a servant of God. Daniel was a servant of God. Simeon said, Lord, I'm thy servant. Let me depart in peace. He was a servant of God. Now, that's no strange to us because Revelation eleven eighteen 18 refers to thy servants, the prophets. That's why they prophesied, because they were servants of God. In verse 66, teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. Why? He's a servant. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, and now have I kept thy word. Thou art good and doest good, Teach me thy statutes. And that's one of those things that the Lord had to teach me that later on in life, in my Christian life. When I talked about the Lord, I always thought about the Lord as good. And I always thought it was what he did was his goodness. But it was verse 68 that said, thou art good and doest good. So the Lord is good. If he never did anything else for us, he's still good. It's his very character to be good. It's his very nature to be good. He's a good God. He's good to men. He gives to men. He gives abundantly to men. He gives to the wicked. He clothes the wicked. He feeds the wicked. He feeds this wicked world. He's given rain in abundance upon the face of this earth. God's been merciful to man, and he's not damned him and condemned him. No, he's condemned already. God sent his son that they wouldn't have to die in condemnation. He sent his son to condemn the world. The world's already condemned. But he came that he might have everlasting life. Why? The Lord is good and doest good. Teach me thy statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me. That's that counterfeiting. They started the lie. They continued the lie. They forged it. But I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. 
Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in thy law. And it's interesting. I, I was really looking at that, and I realized the soul is to wax fat. When you have leanness of soul, it's because you feel a distance from God. Your soul's not waxing fat. But here, their heart is as fat as grease. It's interesting. Somebody gets something like that, call me. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. And then verse 72, our last verse here in death. The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. That's how we started out in Psalm 19 and verse 10. More desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. So again, the servant of the Lord knows that the law of his mouth is better unto him than thousands of gold and silver. Tune in again tomorrow. Pray for us. We're in meeting here in Virginia. Pray that God will just have his way in his revival services here in Martinsville. Thank you. Have a great day. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal. Child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.